You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm great, man. Good to be back. It's great to have you back, Ryan. Last week we talked about Friday Night Lights. We got some positive feedback. One thing, though, that we did hear from a couple of people was wanted it to be even more of a deep dive. And I guess I would say my question to you would be, should we have split that up over two episodes? Probably, but like yeah. that, that was probably... Uh, I was thinking about it as soon as I hung up the phone, and that was probably our longest podcast to date. I think it was. It was like just shy of an hour and a half. And what also, you know, we do all the other little features on there. We had a very short, this week in Dork, we had a very short pick of the podcast. So as far as like just the main topic, that was clearly the most we talked about anything. And like we could, I would love to do more of a deep dive with that. I mean, we could do like like you did with The Wire. We could do a whole season you know, by episode season. a season, but that would that's just excessive. You know, there was but. a hilarious. It was funny because I was watching this season of BoJack Horseman, and I, I think I'm almost done. And it was like right after we did the Friday Night Lights podcast, uh, Princess Carolyn. I know you don't watch the show, but she's one of the characters, and she says to somebody, she goes, "You know, you know." I'm paraphrasing here, she's like, "You know, life is a lot like season two of Friday Night Lights. Like sometimes you just have to get through it and hope that there it's better after, or like something like that." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, "Yeah, that's probably probably pretty accurate, but." Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of the uh, the episode, and I know uh, Mac from Mac and Goo had not seen Friday Night Live, so he told me, he's like, listen, he's like, I put a pin in it, he's like, I'm going to go watch all of the season and then go back and listen to it, because you guys, I know you guys loved it, so it has to be worth watching, so. And, yeah, and it's been really fun if you follow uh, Fleetwood J-Mac on the Twitter machine. Yeah, he's like reliving he Friday Night Live. Oh, and he is just live tweeting, and it's awesome. All right, this is the quote. It, she goes, sometimes life is like the second season of Friday Night Lights. You just need to push through and hope there's better stuff ahead. <laughs> it was like such an obscure reference, too, but it was yeah. it's pretty perfect. So, all right, are you ready for the next portion of the program? Let's do this. Something that we're both very excited about, Punisher trailer out. Uh, came out right after our episode, I think, last week. We saw a little teaser before. We've seen some images, but we got a full trailer for the Punisher. What's interesting about this is they're saying it's a 2017 release, but I don't think they've given us the date yet. A lot of people have guessed, and there's been sort of early reports that's going to be November. That's another one of their sort of launch times for their Marvel shows, but. We've not heard anything yet. I mean, we're practically in Dorktober, though, so they're running out of time if it's going to be 2017. But this thing looks like the bee's knees. Just wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it, Was that a good trailer? And, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones have already been pretty intense and dark. I mean, think about when Punisher was fighting all those guys in Season 2 of Daredevil in, like, the in the jail cell. Like, that's intense. Like, that is not your typical Marvel creation. So... Now you give this guy his own season. It's gonna it's gonna be pretty off the charts. 
Yeah, and like the first ten seconds of the trailer is his wife getting his getting her head blown off like right in front of him. Yeah, like that's like we are setting a tone here. There is gentlemen. a there's a tone to be had. We also get a look at Karen Page, and I wonder how much crossover. Now, Punisher wasn't in the Defenders at all, which I think was a letdown. Do you think we're going to see any of the Defenders individually with Punisher? Um. Maybe, uh, maybe not. I don't think so. I yeah. think what you're going to wind up seeing is probably some uh, defenders villains will show their faces. Yeah, maybe, maybe a kingpin. Are we doing with a hand? Yeah. No more hands. Or a uh, gal. Or maybe you get a gal sighting. You, you, you could know? get a, you could get a gal. I wonder how much of it's going to be flashbacks and how much of it's going to be current present day. Let's hope. Let's hope for the latter. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want more. Just put balls to the wall action. Because you know you what, know what I mean? say. You know what I say, Ryan. There, there's no sense living in the past. There is not. You know, and that applies there to everybody, really, I think. Yeah. Unless you're a time traveler and you want to go back and maybe relive some things. But then you're still in the present, in the, in the present, in the past. If you could you choose know? between the two, if you could go, if you could travel back in the past and watch yourself or actually relive that moment differently, what would you choose? I would not. Well, I, there were so many cringeworthy moments of my adolescence that yeah. I think just going to take a hard pass. And maybe relive it and do it a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Especially with all the knowledge that we have now. Just think how yeah, different things could be. There was a lot of awkward interactions with women that I would probably... Sure, uh, sure there were. Just, maybe I just... And you know what it's, what's funny is like, you know, I would... You would think that the the logic would be go back and do it better. My logic would just be just skip it altogether. <laughs> just bail. Just bail on the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, just like, um, you know, we're not doing this. You know what my single greatest regret in life is? What's that? I never slept with a teacher. And we should probably talk about this off air. Being a teacher now, that makes me uncomfortable. But. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Wrong audience. All right. There was, but you know, there was a fleeting moment for me where that could have actually been a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You're now at an all gentleman school. I am. So. No, I meant, no, I meant like for me as a student, that could have. Oh, been oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah we not pro- the other thing. We shouldn't yeah. be talking about any of this. No, we should not. Hey, other, Next topic. other Marvel news, Ryan. Uh, Speaking in, of bad ideas. Inhumans. Inhumans. <laughs> this thing has get, yeah. been getting beat to shit everywhere. I looked up Rotten Tomatoes. It was a 6%, which does feel oh. high based off of the reviews I've read. And the uh, the news this week is they've already bailed on the idea of a season two. They've already yanked they the should. plug on season two. They're saying, hey, watch the entire series starting, I believe it's this Friday on, on ABC. You know what my tip would be? What's that? You should bail on episode two. I think maybe we should. What about this? Should we <laughs> do not as as um you know uh, host of this podcast? Yeah. Do we owe it to the listener to watch the first episode so we can comment on it? I think we do. I we think do. we probably should. We probably should talk about Inhumans. Nobody else needs to do it, but we can do it for you, and yep. we'll let you know just how bad it is. So there you go. And, that's what we. That's why they pay us the big bucks. That's we true. watch it so you don't have to. You that's know a, what I mean? That's and, a great uh, point. And I hopefully it's bad enough that it'll make a good podcast. I think you and I could both hate it. Yes. Or, or it, it's either going to be so bad that I get mad about it, or it's going to be so bad that it's funny. I, I, I'm hoping there's a chance for that. Like, it's just so yeah. bad, and especially compared to Marvel stuff that you're saying, like, we might just – there it might be entertaining that way. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right, other news here. Wonder Woman apparently will appear in the Flashpoint movie, which I say great. She should be in everything that DC does now. She's the best part so far. 
Yeah, I, I, she's she's running the show right now. Let's let's she's let's the one. Spade spade here. You could call it call yeah. it Wonder Point for all I care because she's the one that people are going to see. We got Kingsman: The Golden Circle in theaters now. Rotten Tomatoes has it at fifty percent, and although the audience score is seventy four percent, and our buddy Goo watched it and he recommends it. So remember, we did a whole episode on Rotten Tomato scores. Like I wouldn't read into that necessarily. If you like the first one, it sounds like you'll also like this one. And it's funny too. Depending on the movie, like I put more credence into the critic score. Sometimes I put more into the audience because you know, like a horror movie, the audience is going to be there the better teller of how good that movie is because critics hate horror movies for right. whatever reason. Horror and comedy, so, they can't figure it out. Right. So typically I'll look at the audience score and and just, you know, I love my, th- other than our reviews, I like three-star reviews. Yes. Other than on our page, you don't even, we don't even say his name, but. No. Um, no. I feel like those are the most telling and you get more of those with the audience reviews than you do yeah. with, uh, with critics. That's probably true. HBO has officially ordered a pilot for their Watchmen series headed by Damon Lindelof from both uh, Lost and The Leftovers. We've talked about this before, but obviously great news. This is probably much better suited for a series than it was a movie. And the movie, neither of us really disliked. I know it got some backlash. The movie was, was pretty good, but it's just so dense. It's very dense that a series makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah, and maybe, you know, hopefully you get some good enough. I mean, the, the acting was fine. I thought Jackie O'Haley was awesome as Rorschach. Yes. I thought uh, the guy, Jeff, Jeffrey Dean, the, who's the guy who played the comedian? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, he was I good. thought he was really good. Patrick uh, Wilson. Billy was actually, Patrick Wilson was okay. Uh, I thought, uh, what's her name, was not very good. Malin Ackerman. Oh, no. No, 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 no. She's, um, she's an attractive lady. Oh, she sure show enough, but that's not that's not what we're going for there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. We're going through with some someone with some chops. I thought her best best performance was in the Heartbreak Kid. Oh my god, she was incredible in the Heartbreak Kid. Um, that's a nice. That's a sneaky good movie, by the way. Yeah, it is. Heartbreak uh, about kid. thirty minutes too long, but yeah. Yeah, a little little over there. Didn't need all of yeah, that, but when, she, she when he's in like he gets stuck in Mexico, that that was a little much. For yeah, me, it's a little. Much. We're off topic. That's true. Uh, Damon Lindelof, good showrunner. Um, hopefully, we do some good casting, and like you said, I mean we. Ex- There'll be the ability to explore like the old Watchmen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so yeah. So that'll be much more suited to TV, like you said. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now there was a Ron Howard tweet that people read into it, and they believe that there's a chance the Han Solo solo movie might show the uh, Millennium Falcon's Kessel Run that is that he refers to in the Star Wars movie. And that's honestly when I heard that there was going to be a young Han Solo movie. That's the only thing I wanted. You wanted to see the Kessel Run. That I, we've heard so much about it. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Let's see you son of a bitch. Let's see how yeah, good it was. It's fourteen or twelve parsecs. Let's see you liar. You I know bet, what I mean? He, I bet he lied about it. You think so? I bet he lied. I bet, or I bet he bent the truth, as they say. What What if they do it and then they like look at each other and they'll be like, "We'll call it 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, just eh, call it twelve. Let's just Let's just say twelve. Now, this was something that was brought up on the Mac and Goo podcast. I thought it was a spirited debate. They had one of their best they, – maybe last week was their best week on, the, on their podcast. They had a couple of really good episodes. One of the debates they got into was the Porg, you know, the handsome yep. little Porg. Are you, yep. are you pro-Porg or are you anti-Porg? Uh, I am – right now, I'm cautiously optimistic Porg. I love the Porg, and I'll tell you why. He yeah. looks a lot like a gremlin, like a magua, mm-hmm. 
not a, not a gremlin, I guess, more like a mogwai, meets a penguin, meets yep. uh, some other kind of like like something that would be in the background of the fraggles, like not a fraggle, but something that yeah, you might like see, like a doozer, like a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks a little bit like a doozer in a way. <laughs> so I am on board. Um, I don't know what he's going to sound like and how much he's going to be in the movie, but it looks like he's a bit of a pilot and he's he's flying around with Chewbacca. I think he's the real deal. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I'm weary, you know, when they add, you know, little cute little characters, they tried it with Jar Jar Binks, didn't work, tried it with the Ewoks, right. didn't really work, you know, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that they figured it out with the pork. Yeah, Side note, good point. Ewoks um, were on, shitty. Okay. On HBO Go now, you can watch Fraggle Rock. So I sat awesome. my three-year-old down and I was like, you got to watch this show. It's going to be so good. It was the very first time she ever used the word nope. Wasn't having it, you, huh? Usually she just say like no, like or she'll say like no, nope. thank you. She just goes nope. Fraggle's got a nope, man. Yeah. She liked the dog though, Sprocket. She likes Sprocket's the, the man. I lost the battle. I our our current dog Harrow. I wanted to name him Sprocket, but I got the yep. veto on Sprocket. <laughs> but I thought it was worth a shot. Yeah. Uh, more news here. BoJack Horseman has been picked up for a season five. I know you don't watch it, but it's definitely. So it's a good show, not a great show. Like I, I still have like an episode to go, so it's not one that I personally burn through. But it's if you if you feel like you've watched everything, it is worth watching. I would say. Yeah, and I'm almost there, so I'm I'm yeah, in the middle there. of the show right now. We'll get to, but I'll get to BoJack Horseman. Now Gotham is back, Ryan. Gotham is back. Oh, I don't know why I watch it, but I do. <laughs> I just I must have I must like Batman more than anybody else because I am still watching this goddamn show and it's not good in fact it's one of the inspirations for the show today best slash worst emphasis here on the worst child actors because the kid who plays bruce wayne is garbage and yet here i am watching it every week seeing what they're going to do and how they're going to screw up this character that i love and that's and and that's honestly one of the reasons that i was off that show because that that kid who played bruce wayne you know i expected little bruce to be like a brooding like kind of weird little shit but this kid just whines a lot sucks crybaby just annoying obnoxious and so yeah i don't don't like him hey we have a date a release date for the it sequel the it sequel will be coming out september 6th 2019 so my, my plan of having this cast just wait 27 years and filming the sequel is apparently off. Apparently they're <laughs> going to they're gonna make it now. And last bit of news I have here, Ryan, is uh, speaking of Friday Night Lights, Taylor Kitsch, a.k.a. Tim Riggins, is going to be in a miniseries entitled Waco where he is going to be playing David Koresh. And he, I've, the, the trailer is out. I just tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. He looks exactly like him. I think it's going to be kind of nuts. Texas forever, indeed. I would say so, sir. <laughs> it's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. What do you got, sir? So I got a little news on NHL uh, NHL 18, which I did finally pick up and play. It was downloading the last time we, we spoke, so I actually got my hands on it. Um, some really cool things are going on with it, so you can actually create a franchise now. Since the NHL is now 31 teams yes. with the addition of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas so Golden room, Knights. Yeah, so there's room now for you to add another team into the NHL. Oh, so and just like, like show up as an expansion and just get after yeah. it? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's actually really fun, and it's super in-depth, and it's uh, it's a bit um, – it's a, it's a lar- large undertaking if you want to yeah. do that. Um, I got gotcha. you. 
but the most fun in that game is they call it the, the threes. You play three on three like old arcade hockey. Oh, that's cool. And it's probably the most fun I've had playing any of the EA NHL games. It's super super fun. Oh, that's good. Um, you can set it. You can set it to first one to seven, or you can do like two minute periods. You know oh, what I mean? Cool. And they yeah. and they base it on a coin flip. So whoever wins the coin flip gets to pick the game mode. Oh, I like that. And there's like bonus pucks and like all that stuff, and you could play as mascots, so that's fun. I like it. Um, and the big news here, Richard, and I know I'm a little late with this, but I, I really wanted to talk about this, and I tweeted it out earlier last week. I finally got to play a Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. What do you think? Um, I like it. Hmm. It's it the the screen, the handheld screen. You know, when you're holding it like in your hands, it's yeah. like super crisp. Um, I so the, I say this with a caveat though. So it's super fun. Uh, if you need like a portable thing, um, you know, just to kind of take with you, it's very compact. It's it's built nicely. Um, if you're a hardcore gamer, this is, it's probably not for you. Um, but if you're someone who just wants to like play like Mario Kart casually, like it's awesome. Now let me ask you: Did you mess around and like play it on different screens? I did. So I worked on. I wanted to see it. Like, I was playing it in my hands, yeah, and then I yeah. wanted to put it on the dock and see how seamless it was, and it was, like, perfect. Okay, cool. So that's, like that was my, right I was wondering about that, because, like, on the trailer, like, I, we watched forever ago, like, they make it look super easy and super quick to change over. So if that's, that's, and it is. that's cool. All right. The only thing they don't show you, so, like, you know how you can, like, take the sides off and they become, like, their own controllers? Yeah. So, like, the button layout is, like, one of them's, like, a little awkward because your hands are kind of positioned a little bit weird. Uh, they don't okay. show you that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's, but that's fine. I mean, you don't, you're not going to do that all the time. Um, I played Mario Kart 8, which is, that's a no-brainer. Like, that's, oh, of course. You're gonna all the Mario that. Kart games are awesome. Yeah. And I played uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, which, uh, this is a true story. Um, it was a student of mine had brought it to school, so I was just kind of, like, messing around with it. And then I was playing Breath of the Wild, and he politely asked me after about thirty minutes to give it back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh. I had lo- I had kind of lost myself in like, in the Breath of the Wild, and I was having a lot of fun. And he's like, hey, Can I can I have that back? No, I said please. I said you could try it. I didn't say you could have it. I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, you could stop. Yeah, it. so that so that was nice. So that's kind of my video game minute. Right? I actually finally played a Nintendo Switch, and if you're a casual gamer, it's Very worth nice. a buy. There you go. All right, are you ready for especially, the? Especially especially if you have kids, by the way, they would be great for kids. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Topic du jour, Ryan? What is that, please? That, of course, is the topic of the day where today we're going to discuss the best and worst child actors. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know it's something that drives me nuts, and I feel like it drives a lot of people nuts. A bad child actor is just the worst, and it can ruin a movie. It can ruin a TV show, but there are some really good child actors. There's been some great ones, in fact. So I say let's start start positively because we are positive people. Let's start with... Uh, best from both TV and film uh, now or years gone by, best uh, actors. And let's say for kids or child actors, what do you want to? What do you want to say? Like fifteen and under. Fifteen and under would be good. Yeah, that's kind of a sweet spot there. Let me yep. let me toss the first one out here because she is still the youngest Oscar winner ever. She was ten years old when she won an Oscar. That was Tatum O'Neill. In a yep. movie, Paper Moon, Paper Moon, her father, Ryan O'Neill, uh, was in. He was like a con man in the movie. I saw this forever ago. She was really good in it. Everybody else probably remembers her when she was 13 in Bad News Bears, where she was also incredible. Like She was awesome in that movie. Both her and Jackie Earl Haley were yep. both really good in that movie. And this is one of those classic ones, Ryan, where so many child actors 
do not transition well into adulthood. Some don't even make it to adulthood. She did. She's still alive, but she's had a lot of issues, a lot of drug stuff. Uh, just a, yeah. Her dad was a real prick. She was married to John McEnroe for a while. That did not go particularly well. But if we're talking best Hated child Michael actor, Jackson. Yeah, Michael. She was like less than 20, I think, and she was, mar- she was yeah. uh, going out with Michael Jackson. So, she, yeah, she had a crazy life, but she – hard to really beat her, again – being a, a 10-year-old Oscar winner, best supporting actress that year. Yeah. And then Bad News Bears. So give me Tatum O'Neill. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough there. I mean, she's in the in the obviously in the mix for like best child actors ever. I mean, because like you said, she's the youngest person ever to win an Oscar, right. which was in and, and I've seen Paper Moon. And by the way, Ryan Davey named after Ryan O'Neill. Just saying. That's really? Where the name came from. Yep. Ooh, he's kind uh, of a, My mom was a my mom was a fan. He's so. kind of a scumbag it sounds like. Yeah, but it was like one of those things it was like a uh, it was a new it was a new name. Like, name someone over 40 named Ryan, other than Ryan O'Neal. You, you really can't. Other, well, Ryan Reynolds now. But you know what I mean? It's right. a relatively newer name. Ryan Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you okay. get what I'm I saying. Got, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wasn't a super, so I'm, I'm in on Tatum O'Neal. I, mean, I think she's one of the best she's great. Child, act, child actors of all time. Her, yes. her adult career sputtered, obviously, because of, you know. It was not great. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It sure as, is. As uh, Rick... Uh, Rick James would say. Yes. So is it, is it my turn? Yeah, we'll just lob them out, and then at the end we'll do we'll say who the best is, or we'll do like a top five. We'll also do ones like the best combo, the rare combo platter of yep. being a great kid and adult actor, uh, and then some of the other ones that just never never really hashed it out. But let's just lob them back out there for a little bit. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about a kid who uh, wasn't like Tatum O'Neill, who had success right away, but just you know he was a real grinder, uh, you know, plugged away at it. Um, had some minor bits and some things, and you know, eventually turned out okay. Uh, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, hello. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, you know, he just plugged away at it, you know, for a long time, and uh, you know, he found a little success here and there, and uh, you know, I, I'm glad. I'm glad for him. You know, he's he's a uh, he's a real real go getter. He is that one. He was able to, uh, you know, years of not having success, and then able to turn that into something very special. Yeah, uh, I mean, What's Eating Gilbert Grape definitely jumps out as one of his uh, early roles where you're like, all right, this guy's, this guy's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, and, and he had come off with – growing. he was on Growing Pains. He was like the new kid. And the, right, you know, they're like, always, mm, we need a ratings boost. Let's bring in a kid. Yeah, let's bring in a kid. And then he was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I believe he was younger than – he was older than 15, I think, at the time. Oh, but for like, that he one? He started, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that was like his breakout movie role. Right. Like, wow, this kid actually knows what he's doing. Right, exactly. I want to go yeah. with uh, people. People may forget this, Ryan, that uh, Jodie Foster was a kid actor. Oh yeah, she played a uh, a whore in Taxi Driver. If you go back and watch tra- uh, Taxi Driver, one of the great Robert De Niro performances, she was only fourteen years old at the time, and she played, I believe, a fourteen-year-old prostitute, and is one of the the important characters in the movie. She was also nominated for an Oscar that year. She didn't win, but she was really good. And she's also an example of somebody that, you know, she's a better adult actress than she was child actress. But you can go back and find a few where she was really young, including Taxi Driver, where she was she was nuts. Yeah, that was, that was she was unbelievable in that movie. Um, which uh, one of the movies is like kind of uh, in my mind is a little bit overrated, but I think she was she was great. It's in that, it's in that a movie. it's a slow burn. I guess you could yeah. say a lot of those movies. Again, I think our generation going back and watching some of those movies from the seventies, sixties, and seventies, you can definitely appreciate them. But they're very—it's just longer. Like Deer Hunter is just a straight up slog. But 
But taxi yeah. taxi driver, I would say, is more of a uh, slow burn and just. De Niro's performance in it is good enough where you're like you'll stick through like Harvey Keitel as the pimp and like I, I would still recommend that to people like the Travis Bickle character is one of the all time great characters like the you talking to me right you know that that whole thing comes yeah. from that like you probably didn't even you didn't have to see that and you know quotes from this movie right and like that's the scene that sticks out in your head but the movie as a whole kind of loses me a little bit but that's fair that's neither here nor there Jodie Foster was great in that movie with Hardy, Harvey Keitel as yes. the pimp yes. Yeah, not friend of the program, Harvey Keitel. No, apparently he's a not dickhead. Apparently he's a real yeah. dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, Richard, and and this is a, this is an actress who you don't really know how many good things she's been in until you hit the IMDb page. And you're like, wow, she's been in a lot of good stuff. Um, and Kirsten Dunst, um, her first movie role was actually Interview with a Vampire. One of my favorites. Well, I mean, I mean, it might be my favorite child performance. She's off the charts in this. She was so good in that movie, and that was her first movie. Wow. Um, and then she parlayed that right into Jumanji, which was another a movie that she was in. She was also in uh, Little Women, which I know a lot of people liked. Like, that was around like that same time. Yeah, yeah. Virgin Suicides, uh, Bring It On, which was, yeah, you know. Yeah, she's getting older by then, though, I think. She's getting older and had them boobies by then. Sure, oh, boy. Sure she did. You know she's married to or she's engaged to Jesse Plemons? Who played Landry in Friday Night Lights? Yeah, yeah, they met on Fargo, right? Yeah, when they, they were in Fargo together. Yeah, they were in the two seasons, uh, season two of Fargo, and then and they were married couple there, and then now they're together. You but, know, say what you want about the Chompers, but I find her to be somewhat attractive. I don't. You know, huh. she's not for me. Her own. She she annoyed me in uh, Spider Man, the Spider Man trilogy it was not sure. really for me. But I'll tell you what, sure. Interview with the Vampire, and it was on a couple weeks ago, and I was watching it again. Think about it for her for t- being twelve years old, and. She every scene she's in is with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, and she's keeping right up with that. Like she's she's better than both of them. And then yeah, she has to do the, the scene where she like tries to cut her hair. Oh my god, she's screaming and, and, and she she's freaks out at them. Yeah, like, yeah, she killed them in that scene. Well, and when you think about it, when they're she's a vampire too. So then not only is she playing ten years old or twelve years old, but then the movie like time jumps, and so she's still obviously twelve, but now she has to pretend like she is. However, like, you know, 100 years old or yeah. all this different shit. And she's so. like 35. Yeah. It's crazy. She is. It was, I mean, so I'm with you on that one. She was, she was awesome. Um, I got a couple other Oscar nominees for you. You have Abigail Breslin from Little Miss Sunshine. Yep. She was 10 yep. years old. I got Haley Joel Osment, obviously in The Sixth Sense. He was 11 when he was an Oscar nominee for that. Uh, Linda Blair, when she was 14, huh. was in The Exorcist. Now, this sure, is. Sure. This is what I uh, I remember reading somewhere was that there was a lot of buzz back in 1973 for Linda Blair to win Best Supporting Actress, and she was probably going to. And then all of a sudden it came out that a lot of those scenes weren't her. Like there was a double for some of them. They had to they used props because think about the character that she played. Right. Like you don't need to tell the Academy like her, her head wasn't spinning all the way around. Like that wasn't her. But I of guess, course it wasn't. But yeah. even some of the, I guess even some of the other scenes and some of the voice stuff was actually another actress, and then so that kind of submarined her like right before uh, that she had a So she was still a nominee, but she lost. And she also talk about somebody that disappeared. Like, yeah. w- what happened to Linda Blair? Uh, drugs, I believe, and alcohol. I think it may have been drugs. This is yeah. this sort of dovetails into this other. You might like this story, Ryan. So apparently, and you don't know what's real and what isn't on the internet, but. 
Apparently, Dana Plato. Do you remember Dana Plato? Who was I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different Strokes. She played Kimberly yep. in Different Strokes. And so she was a great child actress for, for that. Apparently, she got the role of Regan in The Exorcist, but then like her parents, like her like adoptive parents, like wouldn't let her take that. But then she ended up yeah. being in all this other stuff. And I was, I was going down this wormhole. She was on. So she, for those who don't know, she's dead. She died. She was like 34. She took a ton of pills. I think it might have been ruled a suicide. It's my pick of the podcast, but fine. <laughs> we're gonna jump. We're jumping to it now. We're going to. We're going to it early. Uh, Dana Plato, the day before she died, was on the Howard Stern show, and you can go and listen to it. Like YouTube has a bunch of old Howard Stern cuts, and they were talking to her. They bring her in, and they were like, "Oh, like last time she was on, like a friend of hers said she was like near death and like whatever." And then Robin and Howard both, as she walks in, are like. Oh, she looks great. She doesn't look like she's close to death. The next oh, day she died. Wow. Unbelievable. And I was doing some more research and her son, um, she had him when she was like really young. In fact, that's why she left different strokes for a season was because she had a son and they were like, Oh, this character wouldn't be pregnant. So she was no off way. yeah, she was off different strokes for a season and she was like really young. Um, had the kid and then when he was 25, I guess he shot himself. So it's like, what a Christ. messed up story. Poor Dana Plato, who would have been like, I mean, she's sneaky one of the, she was a great child actress. Like, she was really good on that show. Uh, at one point, I think she was making $100,000 an episode. That's what she, she was did. saying with, with, uh, with Stern. But then she turned to drugs. She was a mess. Apparently, she also, this is sort of taking a whole turn on Dana Plato, she was <laughs> a Olympic-level figure skater. But she had to decide whether she wanted to pursue figure skating or be on different strokes. And she chose different strokes. Jesus Christ, what a story. So I didn't know any of that. There's Usually my, I got my finger on the pulse of all that stuff. I, got, I didn't know anything about that. There's my book report on Dana Plato. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, your turn. I just did like four, okay. so your turn. And this might, this might be a hot take. Now take everything that's happened with this kid out of the new – take it you know, as red, right? But I would say one of the – Better child actors I've ever seen in terms of comedic timing is Shia LaBeouf. Ooh, I thought you were setting me up for a different name, but Shia LaBeouf no. is—you're right. Shia LaBeouf, he is—he's a, a dickhead if there ever was now. But his yeah. early work, I'm with you. He was—he was entertaining, and you're like this guy, and that's why I think people are so frustrated with him is because he had that pro- projection where he was going to be one of the next great actors. And it's so—you know—I think Crystal Crystal Skull kind of. Fucked him there because you know he was on that, that path. Sucked. Yeah, right, right. Oh, he's terrible, and he was he kind of sucked in that movie too. But um, like, if you watch like any of the old, my sister is a lot younger than me, so I would watch like that show Even Stevens with her and uh, the movie Holes. He was in. He was in Holes. Like, you know, he, he was in Freaks and Geeks. He was. He was the mascot that got the concussion. He was only in a couple episodes, I think. But yeah, yeah. he was in that. He was good in. Um, I don't know how old he was, I guess. It might be pushing the limits, but he was good in Constantine too, remember? Yeah, well he, he was, was driving uh, in that movie, but Yeah, but I think but like the point was I think he was supposed to be really young. Yeah, but it's good his comedic timing and the way he like he reacts to things and like his face is like really good. Yeah. For like a young guy. And then, you know, you know what happens with these kids and he just kinda went off the rails a little bit, you know. Well, and that's you know? why you know who the way you were describing him, I thought you were gonna go here. I thought you were gonna go Corey Feldman. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not big on Corey Feldman. 
Dude, I loved Corey Feldman. I mean, he's another guy. He's a lunatic now, and he's a guy who hits a mess. You know, Corey Haim, the Corys, uh, Corey yeah. Haim, rest in peace. But Corey Feldman, all before he was 16 years old, he was in Gremlins, Goonies, Stand By Me, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, and then right when he was 16, he was in Lost Boys. Like, that is a, yeah. a friggin' run if there ever was one. Yeah, and that's true. And that's when Lost Boys is when you kind of start to lose him a little bit because he starts doing the whole Michael Jackson thing, which is he not the only second is, time we brought up Michael Jackson. And it's not going to be the last time we bring up Michael Jackson. No, it's not. Him. But not only that, but you're right. If you watch, say you watch Goonies and then you watch Lost yeah. Boys right after that, you're like, wow, this kid just went through puberty between these two movies. Yeah. Like he has like the deeper voice and everything. Whereas like, and I think in Goonies, like he. Mount the mouth character is great because like, I think I may have been more like the the non I don't shut up kid when I was when yeah I was you were 12. you were more the mouth I was yeah. more the Mikey exactly and yeah. so that's why I, re- I really related to him I thought he was very good he tried speaking Spanish with the with the Rosalita <laughs> with Rosalita is very good <laughs> um, see the re- and the reason I'm down on Feldman a little bit is what I, it's this is what we call it a transition here we're going to vector into something else here nice um, he was always you know seen in the same uh, same spotlight as River Phoenix, who was, if you've yeah. ever seen, so he was phenomenal in Stand By Me. He was great in, um, you know, a bunch of other stuff. But the one movie right before he died, he was in a movie called Sneakers. Yeah, but at this point, he wasn't a child actor in Sneakers. He wasn't. He was probably he 20 was, something. But yeah, he was, he was a young prodigy star. I think in Lost Boys, he was probably, or um, not Lost Boys, in Stand, Lost Boys. Stand By Me, he was probably 16, I think. Oh, he's younger than that. I don't know, man. I, I, he just looks younger. I think he was 16. But Either my way, point is, yeah. in Sneakers, he was with Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, Ben Kingsley, Dan Aykroyd, and uh, was, uh, she was just in Fargo. Mary McConnell or McDonald or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. The I one know. who played it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. And he crushed everyone in that movie. Yes. Yeah, like, no, he was great. He was, I, I, yeah, that's what I, I got sneakers. It's one of my thousand useless DVDs that I have. But yes. Oh yeah, but that movie's that movie's incredible. And, no, I and know. He carries he carries the whole movie when he's on screen, like he carries it. Yeah, no, you're granted right. he was whacked out of his mind when he was doing it, but uh, you know, he, but that's uh, he died at the Viper Room, right? Yeah, Johnny Depp's place. Johnny Depp's hangout there. All right, next yeah. next one I got is an obvious one here, Ryan. This guy's got to be towards the top, and that would be Macaulay Culkin. I got him at the bottom. See, I oof. So this is good. So I so Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Uncle Buck, My Girl, The Good Son. He did all of those movies before he was fourteen, mm-hmm. and I just think, especially if you take Home Alone and The Good Son, I think he's really, really good. And he's one of these guys that we got so used to him, and everybody saw those movies. So when he got older, and he was in like Saved and a couple of other things. It was kind of unsettling to see him not being 10. But I thought for a 10-year-old, I mean, he carried Home Alone, and that's one of the great all-time movies. And he's in every scene, him and the Wet Bandits, and it's, and it's incredible. <laughs> see, I, I'll, t- I'll give you Home Alone. I'll say Home Alone was a, was a great little Macaulay Culkin movie. Yes. And then that kid was everywhere. Um, was and I would movie. argue that yeah. every movie he saw, Uncle Buck, he's fine. He's like the little yeah, you know, smart aleck, the Weisenheimer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then he did Home Alone, which was great. Everything after Home Alone for me, not that fa- not that great, not great. I, I was not a, a fan of uh, him in Home Alone Two. Mm. Uh, I was not a fan of him in The Good Son. 
him and Elijah Wood, another nice little kid but actor. But Elijah Wood was a nice little child actor. He was there, a good actor. You know? What did you think um, about, um, were you not sad when he got stung by a bee in My Girl? I mean, you're, you're, he got stung by many bees. Uh, there was too many movie. bees. Too many bees. And that's a real um, thing, too, Ryan. I mean, I think you usually caution us at the end of every episode about certain things to look out for. I, I think yeah. uh, a bee allergy, too, maybe add to the list. You want to have the EpiPen on you, and you yep. want to make sure that it's not expired. Right. You know what I mean? And it's a twist, and it's a jab into a thigh or a meaty area, yeah. and you call 911. Check the dates. Check the dates. Don't make sure it's not expired. Right. Check the dates on your EpiPens. I know it's a financial burden. It can be. Those things are expensive. But, you but really, please. Mm, yeah, right. But you don't want to be like Macaulay Culkin and My Girl. But I will tell you, in the movie My Girl, Anna Klumsky, who has now had success in Veep. Yes, she's very good. Cr- Kills him in that movie. She's way better than him in that movie. Yeah, I know, but she never had a Home Alone. My girl is not Home Alone. Uh, for, I think I think for for women of our age, my girl is better than Home. Alone. If you ask a woman of our age, I'm not going to talk to her. Home Alone, Home Alone, or My Girl, they will say My Girl. Oof! I'll go. I'll ask my wife when I get home. Put it to a poll. I think we put it to a poll. Poll question. Although, Actually, we have to be women only. Yeah, we can't do that. We can only allow women. Yeah. No, that's I don't know. Right. I think I've let, last time I checked the demographic, we are a predominantly male podcast. I mean, both, so I think both of our female listeners, we might not even have female listeners. I think we have a few female Twitter followers because that you can find. Listeners, I'm not entirely sure. I, we have gotten a few emails and tweets being, uh, from guys saying, me and my girlfriend listen or me and my wife listen. So that, that counts. So okay. sh- shout out to all them. Right. If, you're, if you're listening so right now that- with your loved ones, say, first of all, Stop what you're doing. Give her a smooch. Give, give, her, give, give her a nice little smooch. We'll wait. Now you're back. Hopefully, that, you're was, back. hopefully that, was a good, that was a good smooch for you. So you're down on Macaulay Culkin. That's fine. What about so this? Two people, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, it's your turn. It, I just did Cul- okay. I said Culkin. Your turn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine these two um, because I see them in, in kind of the same way. And this is this. – you're going to bear with me here. Uh, Dakota Fanning. Yes. Who I believe was a wonder. I am Sam blew my mind how good she was in that movie. She was insane in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of tapered off a little bit. I think she went to school. She went. I think she, you know, wound up going to college. Um, and you know who I, I prefer? I see them in the same light, but I prefer this one a little bit more is Chloe Grace Moretz. I have her. I have I both of them on great. my list. I have both of them on my list. They're both tremendous. And I, I saw Chloe Moretz the first time I saw her was in that movie 50 Days of Summer. Oh, which yeah. was which she played like the younger sister to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and she was great. Yes, she was in very that good. movie. She of course yep. was in the the remake, uh, Let Me In instead of Let the Right, right. One In. She was in Let Me In. She was very good. She was also in Kick Ass. Uh, I think which Kick- she was awesome in that. And when Kick Ass One came out, I think she was only thirteen. And it's interesting. So I think if you if you side up like Abigail Breslin, Dakota Fanning, and Chloe Moretz, who used to be Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. They're all they all probably had like a good movie when they were really young and they were like awesome. But Chloe Moretz to me has the feeling of being the best like adult, like young adult and then into adult career. Abigail Breslin, I don't know if you've seen her now, but she's like worse. Like she was in Scream Queens season one, it was terrible. Yep. And, and to- she was just in the live TV production of Dirty Dancing, and she was bad. Yeah, not good. So I think that that is over. Also, she didn't have a lot of early success. She was in 
obviously she gets all the attention for Little Miss Sunshine, but then sure. she was in uh, Definitely Maybe, which is maybe my favorite rom-com. That, that's neither here nor there. Don't get caught up in that. But she was good in that, and that's about it. Whereas Dakota Fanning. Zombieland. She was, she was in Zombieland. Oh, yeah, she good was point. pretty good in that. Good point. Good point. I'll give you that. Yeah. Dakota Fanning, not only I Am Sam, Man on Fire, Uptown Girls with the late Brittany Murphy, Hide and Rest Seek with Robert De Niro. She was in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, although her character in that was pretty annoying because she was just like screaming the whole movie. But yeah. um, I'm with you on Chloe Moretz. The last one I have is Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the last bullet point on my list, too. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. She was 13. The professional. She was 13 yeah. in Leon the Professional. And then she was still pretty young in Heat, Beautiful Girls, and Mars Attacks. She was still pretty young in all of those. Yep. But Leon the Professional is she has the biggest role out of all those movies and she was she was tremendous. Dynamite. And I would like to give okay, so we would be remiss, Richard, if we didn't mention and I'm gonna lump them all together. I, I, have, um, I have this on my list too. I believe the I Harry believe Potter that, the Harry Potter kids. No Let's put them together. I wasn't going oh, Wait, there. I'm not done. I'm not done. I okay. know what you're gonna say. Okay. Uh the cast of Stranger Things. All five of them. All five, all five of those of kids are like yep. not one of them is annoying just because of who they are. Like that's the problem. And, right? yeah. Like they're they're all they're all very good. And we've met you know we've met Gaten Matarazzo. Yes, lovely lad. Um, very polite, very nice. Um, and a kid who was in it uh, with the greatest name ever, Finn Wolfhard. And he just picked up another movie. I forget the name of it, but this guy he's hot as a hot as your chili. Yep. So him and uh, Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown are the two to watch. Finn Wolfhard and Millie Millie Brown. I watched Watch them. I watched her do a. Um, she was on like Colbert, and she was yeah. like, incre- like she, she sounds like she's like thirty five years old. And she and you're like she's like eleven or she's like thirteen or something insane. But yeah. she seems really mature. She'll she'll be good. So yeah, those definitely the Stranger Things. That's also sort of inspired the uh, this this topic because that show is coming back at the end of Dorktober, so we're getting excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, what about some worst from TV and well, film? First, and another thing that just popped into my head, it wasn't even on my list, but let's give a shout to all the kids in Game of Thrones as well. So, Oh, Arya Stark. I didn't even think Arya of that. Arya Stark, Sansa Stark. Yes. Bran. Uh, Rickon. Not a f- Rickon. Dickon. You know, not, not great. Yeah. You're right, Rickon, Arya. Dickon. How can I know? forget Arya? Good call. Yeah, right, she's We incredible. both did. We yeah. both did. All right. So good, good, it's our good fault. Call. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Worst, however. I Worst. Gotta, I'm going to start this list. Oh, get boy. It, get it going. You, uh, and I hate to do it because I believe he's in such a fragile state right now. Poor, poor Jake Lloyd from uh, from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. The worst. Ugh, the that poor wor- kid. Poor guy. And you know, thoughts and prayers. But he was ten years old in that movie. The script didn't do him any justice. The movie itself didn't do him any justice. But he also was trash. He was in one thing after that. A movie called Madison in two thousand and five, and that's it. He's done. He's, he's done. He's still and, with us uh, though, but he's but he's he's no longer an actor. Um, I heard last I heard of of Mr. Lloyd, he was under uh, supervision and uh, for possible schizophrenia, so he's not not doing so well. Well, I mean, Anakin and, and Anakin and Darth Vader kind of. That's sorry, that's a terrible joke, and we will strike it from the records. Some people Anakin, some people Anakant. <laughs> that, that was That's a, lot, a dad joke. That one was a lot better than, than yeah. mine about how a character that he played may have also been a schizophrenic. Uh, just a couple of quick ones here. Uh, 
I mentioned Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Uh, David Mazous or Mazow, Mazow, whatever his name is, he's awful. And Chandler Riggs plays Carl Grimes or Carl, Carl yep. in The Walking Carl. Dead. They're both they're both just terrible. I'm sure they're nice people, but they are awful actors. Carl is actually a pretty sweet character in the comic book, and you should be rooting for him more. And you don't at all. At least I find myself not at all in the TV yeah. show. So I would say neither yeah. one of them. I don't like either one of them. You know who I never really liked? I never could really get behind Richard. Who's that? Was Edward Furlong. Oh, I got him on here too. You know what? Because Terminator 2 was such a kick-ass movie. Yeah. And he had like that just going through puberty, like screechy voice. Yeah, and he, he was, had that like Tony Hawk, like squeeb haircut. And it's you know, not fair and, like, to him, but I, I like his American History X character. Like that's how I view him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, ter- I'm all Terminator too. Yeah, no, that's fine. But even then, even then, he's like the like the doughy, like less interesting brother to Edward Norton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, oh, he stinks. Like yeah. Edward Norton's like all in in that movie, and then Edward Furlong is like, I don't know. I think I like skinheads. No, I don't anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. Uh, but he, he it's just his a face. voice. That's his him. face too. I don't like his face. Uh, None of it. And then he was in the the Crow movie. Oh Jesus Christ, was that bad? Not good. Not good. How about uh, Joseph Mazzello and Ariana Richards? I know what you're saying. Like, who the hell are those two? No, I know exactly who they are. That is Tim and Lex Murphy, the two kids from Jurassic Park. Yep. Horrible. Horrible. Now, like, what he, an amazing so, movie! And those two sucked. Those two kind of ruined it a little bit. So. It, he ruined it a little bit because he was such a wiener, but that kid was in an awesome movie with Elijah Wood uh, called Radio Flyer. You ever see that movie? No. Any, any relation to the Night Flyer? No, no. Well, kind of. It's very dark. So, Ooh, okay. um, yeah, uh, it's Radio Flyer with uh, Joseph Mazzello and then uh, Elijah Wood. Great movie. Were they very both sad. were they kids then, or was it later? Yeah, they, yeah, they were. Oh, wow. No, they were little. They were little, and um, wow. they played brothers. And it was like a stepfather was like beating Joseph Mazzello, was the younger brother. Oh, no. So Elijah Woody helps him. Like they take the radio flyer and they turn it into an airplane, and it's like a it's a metaphor. One of those. Sure things. it is. But, yeah, I got you. Um, but a really good like sad movie. Um, and he was actually in the Pacific, which was awesome. He was awesome in that the HBO series, the Pacific. Oh yeah, I never saw it. Okay. But you, and the thing about him was if you saw him, you wouldn't know it was him. Yeah, I don't like you know, him in so, Jurassic Park, but I I got you. Yeah, he, no, he's, I, but he's I'm better. Yeah, he he's was better. terrible in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, uh, my next one, um, Jaden Smith. Let's throw him right under whatever bus is coming. Yeah, I like that. Good call. Is that kid stinks? Yeah, I don't like him. And let's. You know, I have a huge problem with this. We talked about this with Iron Fist. So he's in a movie with Jackie Chan, where he moves to China and learns kung fu because he's being bullied in China, and then we call it the Karate Kid, which is Japanese. Uh, yeah. It seems I don't like care it, for that. seems like somebody in the studio would have been aware of that. Somebody, You know what it is? You know what pisses me off about that, Richard? It's not that What's they screwed that? it up, but they, did, but they thought that you wouldn't catch it. Yeah, they're like, ah, it doesn't really matter. It's cur- it's, it's, they're no, it does matter. Kicking each other. It does matter. It's racist. That is racist. Yeah, put him on the list. How about uh, this one? Yeah. This this might not be popular, but I I could not stand her in this role. Hayden Panettiere played Cheryl Yost 
Oh, in yeah. Remember the Titans, and I couldn't stand her in Remember the Titans. I, I remember, I remember seeing our football coach in high school took us to go see it. Right. And I remember you. This is so funny because I remember you being pissed off about it. Yeah, I couldn't stand her. She was so annoying. And I loved the movie. I still love the movie. Yeah. Like it was awesome. Like Denzel's great. Uh, you know, strong left side, strong side, all that. Love it. I eat it up. It's great. But she was so annoying. Now, she's gotten better. She's not in a ton of stuff. She's in that TV show Nashville. She was in Scream 4. She's married to one of the Klitschkos. Like, she's yep. she's better now, I would say, but she was she was brutal uh, back in that movie. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, I think the thing that was off-putting with her is she was such like that, um, like, she was like six or like however old she was she, in that movie. She was 11. But you, but you thought she was like 20. Yeah, and I guess you know her, what I mean? her like the way she talked and the yeah, she was probably yeah. supposed to be kind of annoying, but it was like a different. I don't know. Like sometimes you can't really tell with the oh, like the shots with like her in the stands, like yelling at like the football field, and right. like who the hell is watching this kid? Right. Oh, you know what just you jumped know? into my mind? We forgot for best was the girl in uh, Logan. Oh, she was really yeah. good. Throw at yeah, her. To the, at we were going to get. If you didn't mention that, we were going to get crushed, by the way. We're probably going to get a few tweets anyway, because I feel like people will tweet us while they're listening, which is great. At Dork Podcast, you can do it. And they're going to be like, how could you forget? But, like, no, no, just keep – stay tuned. Stay tuned. She's she's in there, too. Who else you got for bad? Uh, One of my favorite video game movies of all time, I think we've mentioned it on the show, was The Wizard. Yes. Um, But the kid who played the younger brother, um, his name – his real name is Luke Edwards. Hmm. Um, and he was just the worst in yeah. that movie. When those would be like California, you know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah, like, like come on, like man. that's all he said. Jimmy, that's like all he said in that movie. California, <laughs> you know, like just, oh, this kid's the worst. That is annoying. Um, yeah, that's I all I got to say about him. I'm over that. That's but. good. I don't watch a ton of Modern Family. When I do watch Modern Family, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a pretty good show. Uh, but Manny, one of the uh, the son, like uh, Sofia Vergara's son in that, sucks. He's really annoying. And then there was a girl that got adopted by the uh, the gay couple. They adopted yeah, yeah, yep. they adopted a girl Lily. named Lily, and she sucks too. Every time I watch that show, and if either one of them are on it, that it, it's it's really bad. Yep. And she's she's not very good. And she and it's one of those things like you've been an actor since you were like a toddler, and you haven't gotten any better. No, you haven't. And that was also a weird. I don't know how, what the dynamic was, but I feel like they got her when she was a baby, and then like another episode later, she's like four. Like, yeah. Did they do a time jump? I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know who I hate, and this is for personal reasons, Richard. Oh yeah, sure. No, that's what this is all about. <laughs> Angus T. Jones. I know. Yeah, sure. He is the young man who was on Two and a Half Men, a show I never really liked, and a show that like I didn't know anyone who watched that show. He was the half man. He was the half man, yeah. And there was that thing where Charlie Sheen had left the show at this point, and he was like a weird, awkward, like teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he like want. found God, and then like yeah. shit talked the show, but was like still collecting paychecks from it. Like he was still on the show while like talking shit about the show and Charlie Sheen. And like that's if bizarre. That, yeah. If you and God have that big of a problem with it, like quit. But like right. no, he was happy. To, he was happy to like stay on the show and like get paid a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, and right. now he's like off the god train again, and he's like normal again. Oh boy! Like that kid can kiss my ass. Like stay committed, would you? Seriously. Also from a sitcom, Taryn Noah Smith played Mark in Home Improvement. He was the youngest 
boy. Oh yeah, the youngest Taylor. He was oh, yeah. uh, he was pretty bad. He, he went through like, a goth phase at one point. Yeah, he was. So this is a true story. When he was seventeen, he married a thirty-three-year-old. Yeah, I feel like there's a gap there. I feel like when I was seventeen, I probably wouldn't have been great as as a husband. I can't imagine. Here's a fun fact. Speaking of that, do you know Jared Saltalamacchia married like his high school gym teacher? So this is what I've heard. I heard that she was a teacher in his school but didn't have him, which who knows yeah. if that's true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's married to an older lady as well. And they have like seven kids or something like that. They got like a lot of kids. Stupid. They, got a lot, they got a lot of kids. Uh, here's, one, here's one for you. Um, Emma Roberts. Oh, you did not like Emma Roberts. I do not. I don't like her. Any, oh, I, I never have. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Hmm. You know, I hmm. no, I'm, I'm, I just wanted to make that present tense instead of you know. I don't care for her. I think she's very rigid. I think she's uh, uh, attractive young lady. Uh, and from what I hear, just uh, can I say this on the air, Richard? Is it sniz? Kind of a bitch. Oh come on, Ryan. I know. Uh, I didn't have. We're not on delay here. This is this is live. Edited and post. So that's going out over the airwaves. So that's going. I, you know, I never really got it. I just she just doesn't. No, that's fine. Do it for You're me. entitled to your opinion. What about uh, Cole and Dylan Sprouse? They were the uh, the the twins that played the the boy in Big Daddy. I thought he. Was I will say annoying. this. I will say this to you too. Uh, probably the funniest part of that movie was those two. Because yeah. otherwise, that wasn't very funny. <laughs> Come on, there was there was a moment. He pop. He he pop it how many movies is Adam Sandler going to make where Rob Schneider has like a Middle Eastern accent? Uh, there's probably a few more ideas up his sleeve. They <laughs> this just one? did one, the Sandy Wexler one. They just Rob did Rob Schneider. It. Yeah. <laughs> He's a curious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else? Uh, I go, yeah. How about the Olsen twins? Yeah, yeah, good one. Put them on there. They're no They're good. They're not good. I, I, Again, my sister being much younger than me used to, she loved the Olsen twins. Yeah, um, Olsen twins is a good call. And she uh, she would get like those straight to VHS tapes, and they were just dreadful. Oh yeah, they'd go to like they would go everywhere, right? They're, like in the city. Oh yeah, and now they they're like, on the, the like, on the moon. Detective-y. Yeah, and they were like little detectives with their overcoats, you know. Yeah, they're solid mysteries. Real sleuths. Oh my god, it's like they Carmen so Sandiego ripoff is what it is with yeah, twins. Awful. I would say the last one I have would be uh, a Bronx Tale, which I argue with my wife about this. I am not a huge fan yeah. of a Bronx Tale. She loves this movie. But both actors, one of them's like nine. The other one's kind of pushing our limits. I think he's seventeen. Uh, that play uh, what Cologino? Yeah, H- horrible. They're both they're both bad. They're like the the kid stinks, and then the teenager who he's a real piece of work. Look that guy up sometime. Like he's been in and out of jail already too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, a real piece of work. Yeah, but neither one of them is very good. They're they're both both pretty bad so you know what i do love about that movie i love that scene when they're rolling dice and uh chaz palmentary like keeps throwing people in the bathroom <laughs> i mean he's <laughs> he's really good in it like he, yeah. he and that's he wrote that and that's his thing but i just i'm not a huge fan of that movie i All thought right. that was a riot he kept sticking the old fat the old guy and the fat guy in the bathroom yeah, they were bad good. luck that's pretty good yeah. All right, who uh, would- jonathan lipnicki oh yeah poor guy throw him in the mix although you know, jonathan he, lipnicki- he came out hot he he did. The human head weighs eight pounds, and the thing with him now, I think he's like not that he's an MMA fighter, but he is like in MMA shape. Like he is like he could whoop yeah. our ass, Jonathan Lipnicki. Now, so so you did a good job, and Jerry Maguire, please stay away from me. Yeah, don't don't be in anything ever again, except yeah. for that one mayonnaise commercial that you did. All right, 
who would you say, Ryan, is, has the first off the best combination of being a kid actor with adult success? So this is someone we definitely left off the list that I have to mention right now. So I would say um, Leonardo DiCaprio is is there with a bullet, but someone we slept on, and I urge you not to sleep on him ever again, Richard, is a person who was a kid actor yes. who was in a movie called Empire of the Sun, directed by Steven Spielberg, who went on to have uh, a little bit of success, is a, a guy by the name of Christian Bale. Yeah, good one. Good call. So yeah, we would have gotten letters. Bale. Christian yep. Bale, and I would also lump in uh, probably Natalie Portman. Yes. She's obviously had a ton of success and has been really good as a... Uh, oh, and one that we definitely forgot, too, is uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Good call. I'm not a yeah. huge Drew Barrymore fan, I'll be honest. Speaking of Adam Sandler, what about the best kid actor who then had the worst adult career or no adult career? Uh, we we mentioned Tatum O'Neill, so that's gonna has be, to be that's gonna be up there. But the other one is Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, he's not done really. Although he was in Silicon Valley this past season, which again unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah, no, he did not even close. Not yeah, he's like the same height, but he gained like two hundred pounds. All right, so let's boil it down to this: the uh, and I, we might have the same answer here, but forget like the, the, the whole all the movies that they've been in, the whole resume, just straight up. The best kid performance in a movie, and then the worst kid performance in a movie, or I guess TV okay. show if you want. But I'm thinking movie for myself here. I'm thinking movie for myself as well. So the best kid performance, and again, uh, I would say for me, for you, dog, I would say either Tatum O'Neill in Paper Moon, yep, or Natalie Portman in The Professional. Boom. I'm going Kirsten Dunst interview with the vampire. I think all yep. three, all three of those though, you could you could put on there. And then worst, I think we we probably have to go Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker. Poor kid. I, I yeah. No, sorry, no. man. I, sorry, man. Not to kick you while you're down, but yeah, you stink. Those are those are good ones. So let us know what you guys think at Dork Podcast on Twitter. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. Anything else on this topic, Ryan? No, this is a fun one. I, I was on the fence about this, but I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was a good. It was not bad. Not not too shabby. Not too bad. Pick of the All right, kick received. Defend a goal, defer. What do you got? I will receive to this week. Okay. This week, All right. What do you got? Um, I started watching this show on Netflix, and it's fucking hilarious. So picture making a murderer. If it happened. On, in a high school, and the crime that was committed was a kid spray-painted dicks all over teachers' cars. <laughs> What's the name of it's this? A, it's called American Vandal, and I watched the first two episodes of it. It is a riot. Is it supposed so, to be? Is it like a comedy? Yes. Okay. No, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. So like, it opens up with this kid who's like a delinquent in the school that no one really likes. I'm in. He looks like he's way too, way too old to be in high school. Awesome. And he and yeah, someone spray painted all the teachers' cars with dicks. Ah, oh, I love that. So yeah, you have to watch. You'll love it. You will love it. I am I will add it to the queue right now. Uh my pick of the podcast this week, uh the uh, my wife and I went to Dave and Busters this past weekend. We said we need we need to get out there and we need to let some let off some steam. So we went to Dave and Busters. We played this game called Dark Escape four D. You get in, it's like a little like you like sit in it and you like, you know, you're you're like blocked off, you're in like a little thing, right? And you have yeah. you each have like a like a gun that you hold on with two hands. Oh, this God thing was 
was screaming. My my wife's looking at me like I'm an idiot, but I'm like, how are you not freaking out? Because like you would like go around a corner and like your seat would shake, the noise would get really loud, and they would like blow air out of the front. So you're like, oh, you're no. like so I'm screaming in there. <laughs> and like we we did all right, but she was like, What is your problem? I'm like, how are you not freaked out by this? Like I didn't know what and and you're wearing three D glasses too. And so, oh, yeah, no so way. somebody like pops up and then it looks like they're right in your fucking kitchen. And then the <laughs> my seat was shaking. My back was shaking. And I, I don't know why she was so calm and collected. I'm like, how are you prepared for this? Like, you don't play video games. Like, what are you, what yeah. are you doing? But You haven't seen a video game in a long time. And now no. all of a sudden, like, this is okay with you? Like, yeah, like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you went from Bubble Bobble to Dark Escape 4D. I don't know how you were doing that, but it was... It was a good time. It was it was a lot of fun. There there was a lot of good games there. That was probably the best one though. I had that Dark Escape Four. That sounds like a lot of fun. Get in there. All right. I don't n- want any part of it, but hey, next week, Ryan, uh, Dorktober is upon us. Dorktober. It, it's going to be Dorktober Two Electric Boogaloo, and we're going to anytime. Anytime yeah. you have a sequel to something and you can throw an electric boogaloo on it, yeah, I'm you're in. doing it. And so here's what we have planned. Nothing for next week. So next week, next week is an open date in Dorktober. We're going to do a three-part top 50 horror movies as voted on by myself, Davey, and Uncle Buck. So three guys. We all put together. We've ranked these movies, our 50, what we thought were the 50 best horror movies, and then we we jumbled them up, and we have the list ready to go, and we're going to do something like uh, 50 through 31 for one whole episode, then 30 through 11 for another, and then the top 10 for... Uh, the final episode of Dorktober. So I'm excited for that, and uh, hopefully everybody is looking forward to that as well. Same idea where get out in front of it. If you want to send us a, a tweet or an email uh, about the top 50 horror movies, please do. Also, we, have, of course, are on iTunes. You can rate, subscribe, and review on the iTunes, hashtag dork. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. Uh, Davey, where can the people follow you? At R. Von D. on any major social media platform. And, of course, I want to thank Opie the Poet for providing our intro theme. Marcus from the Boxers uh, podcast for providing many of our other themes, including This Week in Dork and Pick of the Podcast. Uh, Mac and Goo for all of the stuff that they have helped with our podcast as well. Uh, You can check both of those guys out, uh, both the Boxers and Mac and Goo, on the iTunes. Uh, Ryan, do you have any final word, maybe a safety tip uh, we can leave the people with? Yeah, um, this one goes out to our, our good friends of the program, um, Death Wish Coffee. Um, if you order Death Wish Coffee because of us, um, one thing I would like to tell you is we have in the news lately, they've been in the news, unfortunately, their cold brew cans. Um, they may have been tainted with botulism. What? So if you have that, why don't you send it back? And, they, and they'll <laughs> take care of you for it. They've they got great customer service over at Death Wish Coffee, so please take care of that. And while you're at it, since we're on the subject, yeah. why don't you go through your pantry, sure. look for any warped or damaged cans, <laughs> something with a bubble in it. If there's some botulism in your in your household, yeah. just go ahead and get rid of it. You don't need it. No, that's a good it's point. bad for you. All right, so uh, dented or damaged cans this week? Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>